Deca. Deca is like, like a um. Oh, I don't even remember what it it stands for. Oh, I thought it was a person. No, D E C A. I don't know. Some sort like, of high school thing. Like who's the Department Deca of girl? Education Cafeteria Association. Yeah, something oh. like that. We'll just call it that. Um, and that's Ms. Deca to you. If you were you. in um a certain class, which I'm also totally blanking. This is a horrible. Like an story. AP class? No, 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 not. If you're in an advanced placement class, you get to <laughs> you get you know, special treats. No. You got to work in the Deca store. Cool. Uh, like in the snack oh. shop. Because you were responsible. Oh, leadership, maybe? It like was something like that. Cool. Yeah. And so. Responsible. I did that my senior year and it was great. Because like during the other two, because there are three periods for lunch. So your class went for two of those, like the first two mm-hmm. lunches or whatever over the first and the third lunch and in between you'd go and like be in class okay. and so you'd work in the deca store and you know you like learned about like how to run a cash register and how to stock and all mm-hmm. of this stuff that you had to like regular ass life boring shit like this is what it's going to be like when you work a normal ass job <laughs> and um we like had the most valuable noodle. thing that you learned that was the number one school. seller oh yeah and oh that at does the beginning of every lunch Domino's delivered <gasps> pizza and you could buy it in the Deca store. Oh, wow. So, like, I, I want to say maybe it would be like four large pizzas. Mm-hmm. And it was now always the first thing to go. Now obviously. we're off, for sure. And it was also, like, really expensive. <laughs> like, to buy, you could buy, like, one slice for, like, $3. And those Domino's slices are small. Tiny. Tiny. Um, that Deca store was clean enough. Yeah. <laughs> the snack shack was like the hot spot. There's and always then we money also in had, the snack you know, shack. The regular ass cafeteria. Yeah. Did food. you have? Um... We had a salad bar as well. Oh, oh wow! And it was actually a pretty nice salad bar. Yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. She hates it. In my oh, hold on. I guess go ahead. Oh, in yeah. my middle school, we had a snack shack. Yeah. And cool. One of the things we had in the snack cup of noodles, which I got every day if I got to take lunch money. And a slush puppy machine. Oh. And that, to be able to get a slush puppy was... Very tight. Yeah, you were having a good day. Yeah. How much were those? Do you remember? Like $1.50, I think. Not bad. Not bad. In, like, 90s money. Right. That's pretty expensive. So $10 now. Yeah, especially when you don't make any money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've got no money coming in. Just money going out. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like my life now. Hemorrhaging money. Money's just going out. Only out. Never uh, in. Hi, Car. Hi, Ken. Hi, Hi friends. Welcome back. This is part two of the Jacqueline Moulton episode. <laughs> yeah. It works if you work it. It works if you work it. That's the Pick motto. Right where we left off. Um, if you did not listen to part one, definitely recommend. Go back. Go get it. Listen to it. We talk about a bunch of different stuff. There's also a 20-minute segment of Batch Chat, so if you want to skip that, that goes from about minute 40 to about minute 62. So um, we're going to release eight hours of it guys later. Guys, you want to complain about how long the Batch Chat was or say anything to us at all in general, you know we love emails. We never get them. I can't stop talking about it. Yeah, you it's actually haven't worst. complained about it in a I, while. I've given up on you guys. You're horrible listeners. We oh, horrible followers. that is not the no, way. It's to... reverse. I'm, I'm doing reverse psychology oh, that was kind of working i was thinking i'm gonna email yeah see <laughs> wow um, okay. email her right now sure. email us doing a good at gmail.com again that's d-o-i-n-g-a-g-o-o-d at symbol g-m-a-i-l period c-o-m mm, it's or, not dot net no. no it should be dot good that'd be great it should be oh, that'd be cool or find us on instagram 
at doing a good. Same spelling. D O I N G A O D G O O D. Doing good. Um, it was way off. Yeah, it was not our best work, but we're going to leave it in. I'm so sorry. We don't have any time. We'll you soon. know what? You you participated, and I, you definitely get the participation trophy. Um, that was always the worst. Or most Ooh, improved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd always get most improved. Same. Or like best hustle. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I was prepping us best for something, hustle. but it's, oh. I'm going to have to wait. Is that your walkout song? More. No, it's not my walkout song. Any updates on what that might be? Fire. It was always burning. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't um, No, no updates on that. I, I will okay. think of okay. it by the end of this episode. Jacqueline, what would your walkout song be? Do you know? I think just a single bagpipe player mm. playing a tune in a cloud of smoke would be That's my walkout. Cool. What? Like, do you think they're playing like a traditional bagpipe tune or are they playing like uh space jams are playing space that's jams so fucking season. cool <laughs> 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 yeah yeah, yeah. that's great good. yeah I'm um, into that. i i wanted to just start this because it felt easy okay. to start the episode this way with uh in in the last episode we talked about but some... wait we didn't go over uh, her walkout song oh we didn't go over your walkout song oh, that's okay i didn't want to I didn't want to talk about it. I want to make space for it if space wasn't available. (laughs) Space is available. Uh, My walkout song is Baba to Baba. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Particularly, including the part where Including the intro. Doom. Yeah. Doom. Yeah. My name is Kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there's plumes of smoke and, yeah. Plumes of smoke, not plume, not fire, huh? Oh, you know what? Maybe, yeah. Depending on that fire. Well, sometimes fires, depending on what kind of venue we're in. Yeah, uh, I think it's always. Fire. I just do imagine that there's smoke and that I am walking it's out fog. in it and I'm being backlit. There's yeah, fog. fog. That's what I mean. Fog and fireworks. Fog and fire. Yeah, that makes and sense. And backlit. Um, earlier today, Ooh, or odd lang syne. I would like that one to be mine. Odd lang syne. Odd. Odd legs. O d d. Odd legs. Odd legs. Sign. Sign. I thought. <laughs> I thought it was odd legs zine. No, like you're pronouncing it wrong. It's well, that's how it's spelled, but it's pronounced sign. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, it's a whole magazine about odd legs. Um, that's my new walkout song. Outside earlier, we were talking about playing Jeopardy and how hard it is. And for then some we were us. talking about, for, for you particularly. <laughs> you get to call for me, me particularly. Like that and have me not correct you. Come on. Um, I went 0 for 12 today. And I talked about how I like to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Mm -hmm. Carly's played it with me. Seems like a fun, trivial uh, action to do. (sighs) So we're going to do it on the pod. And I'm going to play the sounds from my telephone. Gung gung. Which might be loud, so I I pardon if that's the case. I just feel like I have to put the sound on because it'll help y'all like know when the question's in right and, and just know. get in the mood get in the mm. mood yeah so i'd like to phone it. a friend who wa- that's an option who wants to be a millionaire how sound coming now not so bad no no okay do you think the friends can hear it there we go i didn't want it to be too loud it should be a louder. All the acquaintance be forgot. <laughs> and all that they forgot. I don't remember how it goes. And then the legs. Our legs got old. Oh, okay. Something happened on my phone. What can I think? What, you, what can I do for you? All right. Cherry's looking We're at in. me like he needs something. We're playing guest cool. 6118. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I hate this guy. Here we go. Tap to continue. I've tapped. 
What name is given to a person who imitates another? A joker. Copywriter. <laughs> oh. Copy typist. Oh. No, copycat. <laughs> copy editor. Oh my god. I think it's copycat. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with copycat. Final answer. Jacqueline? Final final answer. Copycat? Yeah. Okay. We got it right. That wow. <laughs> Woo! Phew, I feel relieved. They start out easy, all right? It's gonna get hard. We're gonna feel real dumb. That's, what, that's how they that's get you because said. they start out easy. You're like, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Never get confident. For $1,000. <gasps> that's a lot of money. Oh. Which of these is a spiny mammal? <gasps> Hamupine. That's not real. Porcupine. Not real. Sausagipine. Not real. Bacchion pine. None of those were even real. <laughs> Most of these are fake animals. I'm gonna go with. Porcupine. The only right. Yeah. The only... Hamupine is really funny. It, it's to me. very weird. Dogupine. Dogupine. Catupine. <laughs> Jackupine. <laughs> We're still doing good. And Carly guest number pine. 6118 is still with us. The $2,000 question. It's a lot of money. According to legend, Robin Hood's chief enemy was the sheriff of where? Newcastle. <laughs> oh, boy. Ellie. York. Nottingham. D. Final answer. D. Yeah, Nottingham. Duh. I don't know this. Yes. Oh, yes. It's Nottingham. Yesingham. Oh, Nottingham for sure. Nottingham. 100. Oh, 100. Yes, 100. I, I can't tell if either. Of no, 100. Yes, we're just. Yeah. yeah, we're being this serious. This is why you need to say final answer. I did. She I did. Oh, I was ignoring you because I was stressed about the question. <laughs> she got stressed. <laughs> she got there. Um, guest number six one eight is still with us, and we are moving on to the three thousand dollar question. Oh wow. wow! From which country did the United States? Purchase Alaska in 1867. Whoa. Mexico, Spain, France, or Russia? It's I, Russia. No. Is it? It's Russia. You know? Right. It has to be. I'm into Where that. the hell else will we purchase Alaska from? You can see France. Russia from my you can see Russia from my house. France? I'm no, I don't I'm know. Going Russia. Okay, I'm it's in. It's Russia. I'm yeah, in. I'm in. Okay, I don't know. You guys, Alaska's like not close to any of those other countries. No, it's definitely not. So how would they have owned it? Well, I don't it? know where Alaska is. Okay, that's fine. It's a little <laughs> bit north of us. Yeah. It's north of us? Yes. No, it's by Florida. <laughs> Wait, are you... See, now I can't tell if you're being serious or not. Well, you it's know on a map, they show a map of the United States yeah. and Alaska's always down by the they, right. It's so far up that they cut it out and put it by down Florida? there. Yeah, it's like an insert. Well, my phone is... <laughs> So we've taken so long to Here, answer. Okay, keep uh, going. Okay. I'm conf- can we come? We're going to come back to this, but we have to keep playing. Otherwise, guess okay, 61118 might leave. Okay. The $5,000 question. That's a lot oh, of money. Big money, big money. With which type of clothing is the island Bermuda associated? Oh, those sh- <laughs> gloves, shorts, underpants, shorts. 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 Bermuda socks. Yeah, shorts. Bermuda gloves. <laughs> shorts. It's shorts. They also got that one right. We're moving on to the $7,500 question. Ready? Which of these is a hot green condiment served in Japanese restaurants? These are so easy. Yeah, Miso, wow. fugu, sashimi, wasabi. It's wasabi. Yeah. Doi. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I didn't even give you guys a chance to answer. We didn't need well, it. Well, these are so easy. $10,000 question. Go on, confuse me. Yeah, I didn't want to know. 10, Which 000? of these is a type of long spear and breed of fish? Ooh. Flounder, yeah. pike, trout, bass. It's got to be... F- Pike, because pike. none of the other ones have yeah, shorts. definitely pike. Pikefish. We got it right. I didn't and even know that was a kind of fish. And 6118 is also still with us. Oh, Smart good cookies. job, Smart cookie. $12,500 question. Okay, it's a lot Ooh. of money. Which of these were made and repaired by a Wayne Wainwright? W-A-I-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. 
Plows, saddles, barrels, wagons. Do we want a 50-50? We have about 10 seconds. 50-50. Yeah, I don't know. We're down to plows and wagons. A Wayne Wright probably fixes wagons. We got like, That's three seconds. That's kind of what I I'm thought. into it. Wagons. wagons. Wagons, final answer. It was wagons. Oh, Woo! we got really close. We almost missed. And nice guess 6118 is out. gone. Oh, bye-bye. We won. Wow. That was I, it? No, I mean, we can keep going. Here we go. How much keep money climbing for better prizes, they <gasps> say. We get a prize? $15,000 question. In or out? In. In. Do we get our prize? Santiago is the capital of which South American country? Brazil. Chile. Paraguay. Peru. Chile. Chile. Yeah. Nice. I, I never know the geography one. The $25,000 question. Y'all, we're going to make it to a million. I'm feeling really good. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Which of these is one of the world's best known skateboarders? Mm. <laughs> Tony Owl. Ah! Tony Falcon. Ah! Tony Eagle. Or Tony Hawk. God, Tony Owl is killing <laughs> it's me. It's Tony Eagle for sure. <laughs> for sure. Tony Owl. Oh, I picked so Tony Hawk cute. and we got it right. The five oh. the fifty thousand dollar question. That was cute. Who wrote the play The Seagull? <laughs> O'Neill. Chekhov. Ibsen. Strindberg. It's Chekhov. Final answer. She She's got it. Didn't even <laughs> waver. Theater. Theater. <laughs> she nailed it. She nailed it. The $100,000 question. God, we're really going to get rich. Which of these composers died at the age of 35? Wagner, Beethoven, Mozart, Verdi. Didn't they all die around that Probably. age? Probably. Yeah, I actually don't know. Shall we take a 50-50? I think it's Wagner, right? It could be Wagner. But I'm not sure. I'm going to go 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. So Wagner's out. It's either Mozart or Verdi. Mozart. Mozart? I don't know. Whew. I feel like no one lived past 35 anyway around then. We earned a silver box. I don't know what that means. <gasps> oh. <laughs> In which country does one colon equal 100 centimos? Colombia, Costa Rica, Mexico, Brazil. What? Um, C-O-L-O-N. With the last O having oh. an accent and 100 centimos. So one dollar and one cent. What country? Colombia? I have no I idea. I did 50 50. Costa Rica or Brazil? Oh, Brazil. It was Costa Rica. Oh, really? But you guys, we no made idea. it to the $500,000 question. Wow. I've never made it that far. If you were playing along at home, did you also make it to the $500,000 question? The colognes got us. They did. Damn colognes. Too rich for my blood. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm wow. so glad we did that. Well, we did better than I thought, but a lot of yeah. those questions were really easy. I know. Tony Owl. Tony answer. Owl forever. <laughs> Tony Eagle. If only we had Regis Felbin yeah. here today. Is he dead? Next on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? A millionaire. Who, I don't think Wasn't so. he on I think he's Wheel dead. of Fortune? I think. No. No. Regis? He was, he was on Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah. He was. Where's him now? Where's him now? <laughs> For our next next segment, where's him now? Where's him now? That is. Okay, he so does. Here's what I'm going to show you. Who Jack. wants to be a millionaire? Oh yeah. Okay, we're going to take a little. Yeah, he did it. Now, now he doesn't do it. Now somebody else does it. Okay. So Vanna White does it now. Where's Who? him now? Where's him now? That's my Kim's on question of the day. See. A... Okay, so what we see right now is Alaska down here, right? Got it. Okay. Because. Where's Alaska, really? 
Oh, it's not even by Florida. No, no, it's. Well, here, you just, know what? When I was a, you just open up your Google Maps. You know, it's by Arizona. No, Jerry, stop. Wait, oh, so, Jerry, come see, here, baby. It's actually in real life, way up there. We're right by Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! And it's and also then, wait, right by Russia. Russia. What? Yeah. There you go. There we go. Diddle learn. The more you know. Doing good. The more you know. Speaking of Jacqueline Moulton. Where's, yeah. where's him now? Where's, where's him, him now? now? Getting to know you. Jackie. That blew my mind about Alaska. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what the heck you do? Yeah, what are you up to? What are you up to these days? Besides lifting weights. That's a good question. Are you in school? Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Uh, this really, is going really good. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um... What are you in school for? No. No. <laughs> Give me answer. Come on. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's not, but that's nice of you to no, say. No, it is. It is. I'm working on my PhD in uh, philosophy and art. Cue I'm going to give you all a minute to really metabolize a PhD in philosophy God. and art. Philosophy and art. And um, so basically, I can, I'm almost a doctor. Yeah. So yeah. For I do, example, I do light surgeries. You told us this story about you on a plane. Uh, you were going to Sweden or coming back? I think coming back. But I think I said I didn't want to talk about this. Oh, well, what happened was... <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I said... you didn't want to, it's too late. We're already oh. talking about it. Oh. There was a, a notice that came up on the screen that said... I was watching the movie Coco. <laughs> that said... <laughs> and crying. If there's a doctor on the flight, please come back to section 106 Like back or in whatever, the cabin, right? yep. Um, I've never seen that. No, no I've never neither. seen that before. And... Snakes on a plane. But a brief <laughs> There are past. a few snakes on this plane. So <laughs> where Jackie thought, I'm almost okay. a doctor. So I'm going to go ahead and just pop peek, on back. back there. Now, she did get up and go back, but I she did. didn't say anything. She just like walked back and probably in that walk of shame, you realize I shouldn't be doing this. I so have no business <laughs> declaring <laughs> myself a doctor. Business. But that's but, their fault. That's bad copyright. I know. They should have. They're specified. specified. Yeah, they should have said if you are a medical, medical doctor. doctor. If you are a doctor of philosophy, just go ahead and not. <laughs> we got go ahead. Yeah. For you. Somebody's having an existential crisis. <laughs> if there's any doctors of philosophy, can just come on back. Just <laughs> come on back and talk us in some circles. There should be an, nothing emergen- an emergency philosophy. room full of philosophy doctors. I think they just call that therapy. I think. Yeah. Or yeah. like a psych ward. Yeah. 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 Um, so. But I did go back. I did walk back there. Also, it's like my curiosity got the best of me. How can you not? Curiosity killed the cat. Peak my. Also, a flight back (laughs) from Sweden is probably really long. (laughs) And I feel like once you spend a certain amount of time in an enclosed space, it starts to feel like you're home. Okay. You know? I live here now. Right. So somebody's fallen. I used to take the train back and forth to school in Vermont when I could. And it was like a three and a half day train ride. And by the end, I was like, this is my actual house. Yep. I I will do whatever I please. Three and a half days? Yeah. That's horrible. Really fun. Um, If you have the time, which you don't always have the time, you know what I mean? That's like a six day there and back. Yeah. Jerry, come here, Um, stop. Somebody pat the couch. When you say... Philosophy and art. I understand what philosophy is, but art is kind of a big umbrella. I understand all of philosophy, so that so, I've covered. Moving on. Moving on. Now the art part is what really gets me. What well, is it? Just is it art in general, or is there a specific discipline? 
What does that mean? Very good question. I think it sort of is trying to even reframe how we think about thinking and how we think about art. Oh my God, so, that's such a philosophy thing. <laughs> uh, sort of looking at art in okay. a very broad way okay. as what does the work of philosophy itself, not just like commenting on art or a critique of art, Okay, but in a sense of art itself does the philosophical work. Got it. So like art it. is related to the philosophy. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about it, like you are studying philosophy and, and also, also pottery. Yeah. No. There's a there's a correlation, a relation, an interplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And wow, which opens up a lot of questions of right is all art uh, philosophy and right. what even is philosophy? Yeah. And what and then it's like also what is art. Versus Studying. what is decoration. And, and then you yeah. need a, a All those philosophy doctor to help you crawl out of the existential hole you just dug. Yeah, right. but there is no coming out of that hole, right? No. Because those borders so, are very malleable. Yeah, sometimes when we hang out and, and we, you know, inevitably, like, we're doing, like, the catching up part of our hanging out and we're talking about what are you doing, what are you working on, and you talk to me about it. It <laughs> is crazy to me how much work goes into this type of study because it is endless it yes it is endless mm-hmm. like this philosophy is endless it there there's never a right answer no like where if you study math there's an end there's a right answer there's a point that you're trying to get to in philosophy yeah. it feels Kinda like nice. it's like always changing mm-hmm. and always um being challenged which it, seems exhausting yeah is it exhausting yes and no I think there's something about there not being one right answer Mm -hmm. that makes us become people who think Mm. okay because if there's a right answer then you're just sort of like I'm gonna work to get the right answer then I move on but Mm -hmm. if there is no right answer which I would say there's almost no right answer for most things right we have to then do the work the work of living life as sort of a series of endless questions. Right. And we learn how to ask, I think what philosophy teaches, we learn how to ask better and better questions. Okay. Wow. And sort of, so even like practically, we think like ethics is a set of standards. Right. But if we reframe that as questions to be always questioned, it changes even how we live our everyday lives. Right. Because we kind of abandon that there's one wrong answer. Mm. Right, I mean, right answer. Which then absolve, like, there's no right. Or wrong. Wrong. There is questions that we right. must be engaged with. Ah, I love it. It's it harder. Wow. It's harder it's to harder. live. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that in studying this and making so much of your life about this right now that it is hard to turn it off like yeah are you quest constantly questioning and filtering and exploring things in your like basic everyday life and interactions with people and choices you make it's a nice question a yes and no i think how do we you can sometimes i think spiral into these sorts of questions that Mm -hmm. just feel circular Mm -hmm. and then it's a little bit like what are we doing 
hmm. if it's right. not enabling us to live right better with difference in our world mm. and so mm-hmm. I think it's like a little bit of where's those checks and balances of mm. I don't live just in my head but I'm engaged with the world around me and I'm kind to my friends and right. I'm like also does that make any sense yes yeah yep. maybe, because it it's like you are constantly in a state of like living your life that way already and it almost i think it's probably why you're interested in this work yeah. at all right you're, you're always doing that kind how, of how how you are informs your desire to come to the work not the work informing how you are yeah hmm. um what and then i you... wonder if then that switches after a while right yeah you know? i would imagine it yeah. does yeah in all crafts i think that you pick yeah. up what were you doing in Sweden? I went to the first international is, queer death conference. It's so cool. Whoa. I wanted you to oh. answer that because it's such a cool, um, it's such a cool it was thing. cool. Do you okay. want to talk about your experience yeah. there a little bit? So many questions. When, when you, um, when we met before you went to that conference, um, also I'll, I'll just toot your own horn. Jackie, Jackie, finally is... some action around here. <laughs> Jackie's an amazing writer and oh, so nice um, has has been in a number of conferences over the last year. I think especially. Yeah. Can you stop growling at her? She's he's a trying good to, person. He's trying to applaud her for oh. her writing talents. Okay, you have to get off my lap if you're going to be bad. But you have to go over here too. So we're going to put you right there. It's obviously where you want to be. Um. You were in a conference here in Seattle. You were in a conference in Berlin. You went to Sweden for this conference. Minneapolis or Chicago or something? I went to Detroit. 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 Um, You got into that conference in London, but you're not going. No. So it's been interesting um, talking to you about all of this because really the way you said it to me is like, this is the job. Like the job is to write papers, write um, essays. And talk about them with other people, which is wild. <laughs> so, which is kind of mind-numbing how, sometimes. How, okay, first of all, how do you get into these conferences? Is it through submitting writing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of them you'll submit like an abstract. Mm-hmm. Okay. About 300 to 500 words that states like your thesis, your question, a little okay. bit of how you're going to answer that question. And then when you go, you present a full-length paper of that abstract. How many people so are boring. presenting? <laughs> it really kind of depends okay. yeah. on what's the our, size. What's our range? <sighs> like To 50, maybe, to like a few hundred. Okay, great. Can you really tell, depending. Can you tell us the title of your paper from the Queer Death Conference? Oh, what was that one? It was so good and so long. Was it? I yeah. know. I love a long title. Yeah. I also Because well, then, then you lose title. the audience halfway through, yeah. and then you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. Because they're like, we're not listening. Or, or give us the basis of, of, of that, that particular essay. I think it was about plastic bags, it was, right? It was the plastic bag. One. Your memory is amazing. Sort of looking at plastic bags as more than human ghosts. Like, I was sitting in my living room one day, and I saw... It was, like, around Halloween time, and I saw a plastic bag, like, blowing in the wind down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, literally American thought... American beauty moment. Exactly. Yeah. It looked like a kid almost wearing a white sheet, 
Okay. And I was like, that bag looks like a ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I was thinking about the plastic bag sort of acts as a ghost in the sense that it lives a life mm-hmm. for our convenience of taking mm-hmm. something home, like a single-use plastic bag. I take it home. But then, so that's its life, but then it like ripples out into other ecologies of which it is not at home in, like the yeah. ocean. Yeah. And so it like haunts these other ecologies in very devastating ways and becomes part of other landscapes Mm -hmm. that it was never intended to. It was never meant to be. No, so it like outlives its life. And like what does that, (sighs) what does that like symbolize and signify and what does it mean in in the the whole scope of. And the whole scope of the world. The world and humans and. And our our reach, Mm -hmm. right? It feels so. Our reach can be very long and very devastating in ways that we could never imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Because they found a plastic bag in, like, the Mariana Trench, which is, like, the lowest portion of the ocean. Okay. To That's date, I believe. like So wild. The literal deepest part of the earth. There was a plastic bag. A plastic bag, like a full plastic bag. Oh, my God. Uh, floating. Oh, my God. And there's, I forget this, the site it is, but they have... They record plastic debris in the ocean, oh. and they have videos of it. And you can so see weird. full plastic bags floating so at the bottom of the ocean. And it looks so ghostly because yeah. they're sort of floating in a dark right. space. And it's like this, the the movement, the actual physical movement of it is a little bit unlike things that are wow. normal movement that you see, or especially in relation to the plastic bag, that like... The plastic bag doesn't move like that. Like it's in your hand and it goes into your car. And that motion motion is so different than probably what it looks like in that way too. And so. Never thought about it that way. uh, It becomes like it takes on a new identity. Completely. Yeah. Philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Gung gung. Dun dun. Yeah, we'll bring that into the next one. Um, Bung bung. Bung bung. So you wrote this paper. And you submitted it. Is the queer death is the the idea of the queer death conference relating at all to the concept of death or queerness or and if so, how does your writing tie into that theme? That's a great question. Well, and there's a whole network. It's called the Queer Death Studies Network. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is really interesting, and they're based in Sweden, I believe. In the, in the Nordic okay. region of the world-ish. <laughs> Where Alaska I'm very good is. at geography. Where, so it's by right Alaska, Alaska, which is by Florida. <laughs> right. Right. So you Got it. bop on over from Key West over the to southern Alaska northern, and to You can take the train, yeah. actually. The southern northern region. Yeah, the southern. You can just hop on a, the bus. But so there's a lot of queer theory, but when you put sort of queer theory and death theory together sort of talking about using queer just as a way to think outside the binary right so to look to queer death like how do we how do you queer oh, death? how do we got it yeah exactly yeah. how do we queer death itself yeah. death is such a how it's written about and perceived and experienced as often as most things are in bodies of thought a western based right. on western ideals okay and under a certain canon and right. how do we 
think outside. Yeah. So that those very constraining boxes. Yeah. So the mm. the um, only reason why I understood this when you said it is because a friend of Alex's who recently um, gave their thesis presentation for architecture. Uh-huh. Uh, her architecture, her, her thesis was how do we queer architecture? How 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 do we take the cool. not the the very binary vision of what architecture is and and make it um, a, a a queer space? And how huh. it's it's the the very very similar yeah. thing. Like what is the what, what was is, their answer? Um, very long and complicated, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, mostly it's um her her project was really really beautiful and awesome basically her kind of physical representation was of like a dollhouse and she basically told this kind of fictional tale and built found this really really crazy old huge old dollhouse and deconstructed parts of it cool and built it in a way especially for her being a queer person as well and being like when I am was given a dollhouse as a little girl. You're given this one example, and it's this. Mm-hmm. It's this is what a dollhouse is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what is a dollhouse? Why does it have to look like that? And how can we teach the future that a dollhouse isn't necessarily just a dollhouse, dollhouse. in the way that you think about it? It's a safe place for your own thoughts and ideas. And wow, um, she hmm. took it and like just wow. painted it in crazy colors, but left parts of it the same and made like secret caverns and it was like very fantastical but also felt so attainable and i think that a little bit of you you know your plastic bag idea is like the same thing it's like a little fantastical to think about the idea that like a plastic bag can take on another form of life after you're Mm -hmm. done with it but it's also very real it's very it's very much a reality of like you have we have proof that the the plastic bag takes on a different life form and so does the dollhouse and so does the dollhouse in both in both like materiality right Right. in like actual form and substance and also in our in the way we process and think about in our minds and our it's very cool it's a very cool um and i think like you said like the best way to describe it is like take the non-binary route yeah and and follow that path and to kind of undo our certainties mm-hmm. that really have no business being there. Like we're very certain about some things that right. we should, th- that should actually just be questions. Right. Because it feels safer, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, and it feels safer because we know it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. The knowing of it makes you feel safer. Right. And, and to be able to compartmentalize things as being truth or given or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? Undo the certainness? Undo certainties? Undo certainties? And I think, right, there's only a certain amount of that work we can do a bit. Like, you have to kind of build, it's like a muscle, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to live that way, even like psychoanalytically in your own mind, of Mm -hmm. like, it's safer for me. Like, I have certain bad habits. And I keep them because it makes me feel safe in a certain way. Because they're yours. Because they're mine and I know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've like had this certain bad habit for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's predictable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the concept of <sighs> home within yourself. It's the concept yeah. of this, yeah. is the, this is my personal home. 
and, and this even is if where it's I'm the most comfortable in it. Traumatic. Even if it's wrong. Right. Or, or dangerous. Or, or, yeah. or yeah. You can I'm, feel safe within things that make you also feel not safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a good way that we learn how to survive those unsurvivable yeah. spaces. Yeah. But then they don't really serve us later yeah. on. And then that's the, the trick is to <laughs> let them yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, that's the trick. Yeah. yeah. And that... That I've uh, not figured that out. Same. <laughs> the, the body stores things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, circling back, just a very practical question. Do you get Why? paid to go to these conferences? <laughs> like, is this a, like, a sustainable sort of, like, career yeah. job, money job? There's a lot of money in philosophy, <laughs> which is wild. I'm, are is you that, being serious? No. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. our sponsor of the show. There's a lot Brought of Brought to you by philosophy. philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, it's, it's wild and untrue. It's yeah. wild and untrue. Well, eventually, yes. Okay. Right now, I'm just still a student. And so yeah. I need, there's like, I just need to be doing these sorts of things. Okay. To learn and to... It's just sort of the game of academics, which is complicated. Yeah, complicated, right? Because it's a whole institution in and of itself that needs a lot of work. That needs a lot of work. That needs to be sort of queered in a sense. Yeah. Academics itself is really problematic. But Mm. it is also the field. And so. Right. Which is, that's a whole other, I guess, can of worms. Yeah, it's um, it's a broken system, but I'm in the system. Right, so you yeah. kind of have to, like, be in that space. And it, also yeah. a part of your job is to unbreak the system. Yeah. And challenge it at the expense of yourself almost, I think, at times probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and your recognition of who you are in the system can also be different than who you are out of it and i think that probably feels complicated um i don't know if that's true for you or not yeah that makes sense but basically you have to pay for everything i think was to answer your very base level question right this is not what you've been doing is not um a i mean i guess part of that question is that comes from the fact that i don't know as a doctor of philosophy what does a paying the bills future look like in that other than teaching Mm -hmm. teaching or writing or researching yeah okay and so there's a way in which like this sort of conferencing does network into a professional career yeah 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 it's sort of like the you sort of take what you're doing on your own a little bit like on the road yeah, and, right. Got it. And from there. Okay. So you are a very talented writer, but what came... Well, that's a nice way of saying it. What What came first, your, like, uh, your interest in writing or your interest in philosophy? Mm. Oh, writing for sure, because okay. philosophy is the worst. <laughs> How did you wind up there? I don't know. This is a really good question. I failed. I failed... The first philosophy class I ever had to take in my undergrad. Seems like people in the philosophy field would love that, though. Because mm. what does that mean? <laughs> I think it just means I'm not very smart. Um, 
Okay, so you failed your first philosophy class, but and then... I just hated it. I just uh-huh. really hated it. Because why? Bah. Eth- ethically answer this, <laughs> please. <laughs> it, but I think what it felt like to me, and still does, it feels like reading a bunch of old white dudes mm-hmm. that talk around in circles. Uh huh. Uh huh. And impact nothing that matters to anyone about anything. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, nothing much has changed from that. Sounds like philosophy. Yeah, sounds like sounds like it. And there was even in ways that the writing style then, like you take Hegel, who is like one of your big guys, right? Okay. And the writing style was meant to be confusing. Like that was mm. the style to like. They were showing off. What's that word? Obfuscate. I think I've only read that word, but never said. I think sure. that's Kind of correct. muddle it yeah. intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Which is more of a critique than saying what they were doing. But just I get shit like that makes me nuts. Mm-hmm. Do you almost feel like there's a part of you that wanted to to pursue it in a way because of that? Like be to maybe ideally like change that circle? I don't know. And get people out of that way of thinking and processing and showing off in a way? Because I think for me, sometimes that's like why I do things, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. I, I, to, to break the wheel. To break the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. To be different. Kind of like that, not even in a bad way, but that like a little bit teenage mentality yeah. of yeah. oppositional defiance. Yeah. 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 It's not bad. You know, it's not, it, it can be bad. Um, but but a little bit that's good. In a, yeah. Yeah. In the correct dosage. Right. Yeah. Because it's healthy when you're an adolescent. Right. Right. And then, but what changes then? If it's healthy when you're an adolescent, how is it, what makes it unhealthy as an adult? Because we have more responsibilities? Yeah, and need to be more mindful of boundaries, Hmm. I think. Maybe. I feel like when I was first starting out in philosophy, I had a professor who hated the way I wrote. Okay. Still does. (laughs) God love him. But I remember at the beginning... That sort of like, you don't understand me in my art. Right. That mm. feeling. And and it felt so personal and it felt so unfair and it felt so much like, you don't understand what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so avant-garde and ahead of you that you don't understand <laughs> it. But all of that was total bullshit. Yeah. And right. it was like, after a little while, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to take whatever you yeah. say I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I mm. look back on it, and I'm like, my writing was garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He was right. Interesting. And so then you kind of learn how to then, I think, refine your footing after that. Like, well, I also think going back to, like, our original statement. He is was this right. Just the same conversation <laughs> about, like, yeah. that there, like, kind of is a right and a wrong, and it's just more situational and there is less rights than you think and it's more like about asking questions and continuing to to ask questions because that's actually what's important it's less about being right so maybe yeah originally you were like well you're wrong because i know <laughs> i'm right yes and actually through questioning and discovery and conversation i've realized that your point is more valid than mine was <laughs> and shoot <I'm>, <laughs> dang it foiled on Upon further reflection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upon. 
So maybe that's that, like, going from that adolescent, like, screw you. Yeah. This is my work. Mm-hmm. And a part of that's good because I think you need that energy to get started. Right. Like, I yeah. think I needed that fire to start. Yeah. I will prove you wrong. Yeah. And then how do we sort of move through the world as students, which I right. think is, like, good work anyway. Right. Yeah. Being, being, like, humble and open to change and, yeah. And then now, like that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I think in maybe like another five years, I can find areas where I can get that back a little bit, but like right. in healthy ways. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're like in a certain point in the bell curve of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally. It's like do the yeah. work a little bit. Yeah. Which in any craft, you know, when somebody sort of shows off, but they haven't done the work yet. Oh, yeah. You're like, that's just childish. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's I do. It's also everybody. <laughs> That's like, fully me. I remember one time <laughs> in high school, I had a teacher who I really liked. He was my literary, my literature teacher. And um, he was cool. And I was very into feminism. And um, I wanted to, we had to do this big research project. And I wanted to do my research project on Ani DeFranco. Pause hmm. for laughter. <laughs> um, and he was like, That's okay, like me I hear what you're ago, saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> um... But what, But he had a conversation with me about the importance of understanding history and that, like, you can't, you can't know what's true now if you don't know where it came from. Mm. So if what is anchoring me in this interest of Ani DeFranco's, like, feminist activism through music... We should maybe write about... Learn hmm, the history and find the root. Right. Yeah, back it up. And I think about that sometimes because... Um, I feel that a lot like I, they're in, in the creative field. There's a lot of people who don't do the work or don't have an education and decide that they are going to be professionals. And sometimes that totally works. Yeah, sure. But there's a little bit. Of, yeah. Yeah. I'm like you didn't, but you didn't do, but you didn't, you don't know, you don't, you don't like in air quotes, know the history and sometimes doing the work <clears throat> actually in the long run will inform your ability <laughs> mm-hmm. to do the thing even if up front it doesn't so much yeah it's the a long con so do you feel like it seems on the outside like there may be uh some posturing that happens in philosophical conversations mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, having a balance of <clears throat> that of that fire, but also that humility serves you in the context of philosophical work? I like how you put that. Right, yes. I feel like maybe that's a little bit finding that balance is all of life, and especially yeah. in like creative endeavors of how mm-hmm. do I... Because there are really dangerous systems that need to be changed. Right, right. Because they perpetuate vast amounts of violence and yep. racism right. and, six, and oppression yeah. that is just actually killing people. And so how do you, whereas there's situations like that where just like rage is the most reasonable response and mm-hmm. action. And then there's also ways in which how do we always proceed humbly Mm -hmm. and 
in some areas that's not needed and in some it is and right. also right there's ways in which privilege plays into that like oh, for sure yeah, yeah um, the the ability to choose between yeah. rage or humility is a sign of privilege yeah. in and of itself yep that's very uh very true. And it often means that you're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're if you're trying to decide, oh, do I need to be angry about this or do I need to like have a humble, kind response? It means right. you're right. probably part of the problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Or at least you're in the system of the problem. And, oh yeah. And you're you in the system of the problem. You may not exactly. be the problem, but you definitely benefit from the problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And need to be aware of that. Carly, did you know that Jackie wrote a book? <laughs> I what? No, I haven't either. Time. I forgot about it. How many do you have? Excuse me. I don't know. You're just over here writing whole you, you books. You gotta have some though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's well. a poetry book. <laughs> Pause for laughter. <laughs> uh, poetry is not funny. That is, I'm allowed to say that. I'm that is why one must laugh at it. It is uh, the most serious form of writing. It is the most serious form of writing. This is my art. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you will take poetry. it. You'll did take you, it seriously? Did you pub, Did you self-publish? Did you get it? I went through a small publishing company here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. God, I forget what it's called. Me too. My memory is... Fading. Fading Okay, fast. how long ago was this? Gosh, like eight or nine years. Yeah. A okay, so in the time that you two have known each other. Yes. Yeah. Was this... Um, I remember I was so sad because I couldn't go to that damn photo shoot. For your the book. book photo? <laughs> uh. Did you... Um, <clears throat> was poetry your primary type of writing at that time in your life probably yeah and yeah. What, what role does it play in your life now you know i just finished a collection of poems that i've sent off to a few places cool <gasps> what jackie well just no we'll see well it's very weird it's very weird do you um unfortunately do you have copies of this book you wrote oh yeah can yep. i of course you can i want to read not it great it's oh. great I'm going to read it and be the decider. I will be the decider. I will be the decider. You, I will be the decider. you say it's not great. I say it's great. She'll yeah. decide. She's the decider. I'm here She's I am. Decider. Yeah, the decider. The great you know, decider. So I have a copy. Gung gung. I, gung gung. I am very curious. I'll also this. just send you one. I'll yeah. give you one. Okay. I'd love to give you one. Um, yeah. I think poetry is <clears> helpful <throat> for me. I've started writing it alongside doing philosophy. Yeah. Because I can conflate the two. Uh in ways that are not helpful for either field of study. Uh-huh. And so kind of writing both simultaneously really helps. Nice. Yes. Because there's certain things you can do in poetry that you can't you do can't, in philosophy. Exactly. And vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Right. And you need, like, uh, you need to let the air out. Right? Mm-hmm. As a poet, you understand. So It's that, a well, giant fart. It's a giant fart. <laughs> it is. You gotta let the air out. I'm having this uh, <laughs> embarrassing experience. You're having where a poetry moment. I'm having a poetry moment. I... I uh, have been really the last couple of years trying to rededicate myself to the practice of writing. And that's hard work. It is. And in the last like nine months, when I just, I mean, I do different things, right? But the poetry yeah. is like a thing that continues to just come up. Really? And I'm really trying not to judge it. No. But I don't really want to be a poet. No, but no one does. No one what, does. <laughs> that is the way my brain is working right now. So it's a weird. I'm having a weird moment with poetry. Yeah. Are you? When it comes up for you, do you do you write? Or yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. How does that process go for you? Well, it feels good. Really? And when I look at it, I'm like, that does not, I am not judging it in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I think about, like, I'm, I am trying to work on bridging the gap between my professional self and my creative self. Right. So I think, like, Mm. well, if this is what's really coming up for me, should I explore this and what can I do with this? And then I think about any of that, any, like, extending of it into the world. And I'm like, oh, that's, there we go. That's not what I want to, I don't want to do that. Right. But I, you know, but then who knows if that's just self-judgment or whatever. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm like very interested that you've followed this path and you wrote a whole freaking book. Two now, I guess. Well, Well, yeah. One's done. Do you ever like. Can we find that? Can you tell everybody where to find your book? Yes, please. Do you, do you want to? You don't have to. No, I mean, you can. Where is it? Can somebody Google it? Yeah. Okay. I think it's on Amazon. Also, honestly, if anyone wants one, I ha- like I'll just send you one because I have a chunk of them at home. I yeah. love that. Just... A little stash. Yeah. yeah. A little jack stash. If just... anybody wants a little jack stash yeah. of poetry, write us an email. Do you good at? And I'll send you a whole thing. Gmail.com. What is the book called? The day I was too afraid to jump off the high, high dive. dive. Love it. Yeah. Do you have? Because one day I. Uh, had a little chicken out mm. at the top of a high dive and had to walk down the back and caused a huge scene at a public pool. Been there, sister. It's a hard moment. It was a hard moment. There were a hard. lot of other things wrapped up in that hard yeah. moment. There was a child who was accosting me. Uh, <laughs> that was hard. There's no no one more speaking of being overconfident, there's no one more overconfident than like an eight year old boy at a public swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. true. It's just, so true. That's like the level of confidence I would like. The peak. The peak. I want to live in that zone. Yeah, that seems so nice. Fifty-pound-year-old hey, little boy at a public pool. Eight-year-olds listening to this podcast, don't ever <laughs> let go of that. Also, sorry, I say the f bomb so many sorry. times. Also, yeah. tell us how. Tell us your secrets. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a youthful wonder. You just put that in your back pocket. Yeah. It's so. What? I think you got to follow the poetry thing. I mean. I don't. I have noticed. I, I will not. <laughs> I was remembering as I was no. sort of uh, objectively judging myself the other yep. day. I was remembering okay. that in high school when I was writing all of the time and much less um, afraid of being bad at something. See? Sure. That's um, the ticket. Yep. Poetry was like totally a part of what I did. Yeah. And I like published my poem in the literary journal. And, yeah. You know, like. Why? We gotta get a copy of that. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah, we should do a we should do a read. We should do a read off. That's a really good idea, <laughs> yeah. actually. Oh, especially of like older stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff you're kind of embarrassed stuff. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't yeah. have anything, so I will be the judge. You'll be the decider. I will be the decider. That Sorry. was bad. <laughs> that was not um, good. That I'm gonna give it four out poem. of five stars. <laughs> yeah. No, four out of ten stars. Four out of forty stars. That was bad. Still bad. Yeah, that would be great. But yeah, yeah like why? I mean, I think, so, like, it has taken me a very long time to realize that the main barrier between me and doing the things that I feel like uh, I have a purpose to do or bring value to me that I want to bring to the world or whatever, like, the main barrier is fear, right? right? And, which is then compounded by the complexities of adulthood and that everything takes longer than you think and things require money and there's resources and whatever. Right. But within the fear of doing something, there is a lot of Mm self-judgment and a lot of fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And that then, you know, failure can be linked to judgment. So, and I just don't think that that's the appropriate, that's not a reasonable way to, it's not a fair way to navigate your life. So... If, well, it just shoots you in the foot before you begin. Right. Well, yeah. Because Which, you're you're already starting at a step behind. Yeah. And if it's if you want to do something and you feel like it's like landing with you in the moment and it is not harmful to other people, yeah, then do it. Then do it. So, Makes you feel good. Then do it. Yeah. And there's something about which. Honestly, weightlifting has helped my writing more than probably anything. Okay, got to hear about that. Because the lesson <laughs> in weightlifting okay. is the lesson in life. And it's oh. very simple. But, like, the hardest thing to do is you just, you sort of show up and you do the work. Yeah. And that's the game. Right. Like, there is, often with, like, poetry and writing creative things, we spend a lot of time thinking about it. And instead of actually then, just doing it. Yeah. Right. And with weightlifting, it's just you just show you up and do, do it. it, and it's like, how do you get better it. at it? You just yeah. do it. Yep. And also, you pick up the heavy thing, you put it down. Right. You pick it up again. I was having a conversation about um, failure with somebody recently, and um, that we really need to, as a society welcome failure into our world more often mm-hmm. were we talking about this no are you I telling me about, about darren this? i want to say it was darren um but that in weightlifting right there is a lot of invitation for failure because there is going to be a point at which you just can't do it at right. least not right now and Too that is weights. just like very normal times a day it is very normal you, it, it's not something I think that most people are afraid of in that way. Right. And there's so much, there's so many examples in our life where we don't embrace failure as an opportunity to learn even. Yeah. That we just shy away from it because it is the easier option. It's easier. And that when we do things that embrace failure... Actually, you know, and also the reason I was talking about it is because I was talking about video games mm-hmm. and how um, when I play like my oh. online video game, there is you literally fail most every time. Right. Your team often loses the game. But using it as an example to be like, OK, here's the way I could have done this differently. Here's what I should have done here. And now let's go play the next one and let's see if we can win using those things we learned from the last experience. And it's like there's not enough places in our society where we allow failure to be common and done in front of people because we're so afraid of it. And weightlifting is and writing, I think, is a similar experience where it's like it's so easy to fail, I think, in your own mind that you maybe don't do it. And I think that oh. the weightlifting thing, <clears throat> it's like you just show up and you just do it. And that's your only option. And that's your only option. You're either and, doing it or you're not. Or you're not. Right. And the fear of failing is way different than the actual failing. Oh, yeah. Like the fear of failing is big and impending and keeps you from doing and it. And consuming. But the actual failure is not so bad. Is manageable. And oftentimes... A really good moment, yeah, to learn and. 100%. And my coach yeah. was saying, uh, 
at the the weightlifting meet I just did, my last clean and jerk, where I fell all the way over. <laughs> and I was, I didn't even know what happened. I was like, what do you think happened? He goes, I think, he goes, I think you just, it got heavy and you panicked. Yeah. He goes, you need uh, to get better at just, like, lifting heavy more often. Okay. Hmm. So that when you step up on the platform, he's like, your nerves got, because it's heavy and you panicked. Yeah. So he's like, and so I said, so what do I do? He said, so lift heavy more. Yeah. And I feel like this applies in the sense that I I stand on the outskirts of writing and worry about failure. Yeah. And then when you step up to the plate and it feels heavy, you sort of panic. Right. So how do we learn to like fail when it's heavy? Right. Like fail when it matters almost. Like not yeah. fail doing it. Hmm. Which I think no one faults you when you fail while you're doing it. Interesting. But I like fail by not even starting. Or yes. I fail by right. riding easy. Or I fail right. by only lifting the lightweights. Right. And then when it comes time to hit the lev- heavyweights, I I don't I panic. You don't even you don't even have a chance to. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how we do that. But I agree on with what both of you are saying. And I think Oh yeah, I don't know how to do it. No. The there's this thing that they talk about um, there's a method of acting called viewpoints. Cool. And can't wait. I'm not going to explain the whole thing, but it's very interesting. And um, one of the main do you want to come here? <laughs> ideas about viewpoints is that there is like a world that exists before you step on the stage. Okay. And there is all the work that you have done up to that point. Okay. The only thing that matters is that when you that you step onto the stage. And make a choice. That's it. That's it. It does not have to be the right choice or the choice you thought about doing or the choice that will work the best in a minute or whatever. It's the act of making a choice. Hmm. It's a choice. Which I think about a lot like in regards to just life. Yeah. Because I will premeditate things so much to try to strategize like the best way or the way that will work best for other people or the way that will safeguard me from potential danger or whatever or the way that will make the thing like with writing I'll write in my head a lot before I write (laughs) you know to try to make it better yep before you've even started I make a choice that's lifting the lightweights yeah right not the heavyweights and I find like when you just make a choice there's a feeling that you get Uh uh-huh that is like even if it's not correct or going to serve you or anyone else better in that moment you're like you can you know Mm -hmm. it's the difference between telling yourself i can't and i can just make a choice yeah just make a choice just get up there and do whatever just do do anything something literally do something yeah and don't think about it yeah i love it Wow. Don't think. Acting. Acting. <laughs> Life. Um, Weightlifting. Acting. On that note, Gung-gung. just make a choice. Before we wrap this bad boy up, let's yeah. do some quick fire. Um, do not think about these questions. Just get on stage and make a choice. Lift the heavyweights. That's right. It's like a Rorschach. It's like a Rorschach. There uh, is no right. Do you want to go first? Sure. Fire went off. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Porcupine. Nah. I see a horse. Tony Owl. <laughs> Tony Owl. 
what would the title of your autobiography be? We didn't start the fire. Great. That's a really good one. Um, choose one. <laughs> one. Having a tail oh. or having one leg? Both. Nope. Choose one. Having no tail. Having no, one leg. Having one leg. No. Having a tail. Three. I forgot two, the options. One. Phone a friend. Uh, having a tail. <laughs> having a tail. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is uh, a tail mean a penis? No, it's a tail. It's okay. on your butt. It's oh. coming out of your butthole. Never said where it's coming out of. <laughs> it's coming out of your butthole. You can't come out of your butthole. Oh, wow. Tail but is. then how does how do you the other go stuff number two? Go out? Your whole body changes. I don't know. <laughs> your whole body changes. Wow. I would like to go back to the leg then. <laughs> yeah, back to one leg. Since now I can't poop. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. What would your superpower be? I would have endless amounts of wishes to give to myself. That's really great. good. That's Love a great it. answer. Um, Honest, very true. Selfish. Great idea. Amazing. <laughs> what did you think was going to be amazing but turned out to be horrible? Life. No. Okay. Fair. <laughs> She's lifting them heavyweights. She, she I leaned had, into the mic and smiled just a little bit. Life. Oh, life. Uh, Jerry, stop. I had really high hopes for this <laughs> existence. It's been horrible. Uh, I would like a refund. Thank you so much. <laughs> Never asked okay. for this. Hit me again. Uh, you're on a deserted island. Would yeah, you I am. Deserted be... island? Yes. I love deserted islands. Des answer is yes. Well, the... I know, but it's, I'm thinking of dessert. De it's not deserted. Deserted island. So an <laughs> island with a lot of desserts. Right. Would you yeah, we've all been there. be with your worst enemy or no one at all? Oh. With the heavyweights. Oh. It's like you could... Can I trick it into thinking no. like my... No loopholes. My worst enemy is myself, so I'll go with just being there by myself. <laughs> so, love that. So that's... Great. Yes. The answer is yes. Would you rather be itchy or sticky for the rest of your life? Good. One or the other. God, that's also just the definition of adulthood. You know what they say? They say that being itchy is like one of the most uh, psychologically yeah. tormenting experiences. Yep. Mm. So I'm going with sticky because cool. you know why? why? It's probably syrup. I also, which means happy because sugar. Because if you're on a deserted island. When we answered these questions a long time ago, a number of podcasts ago, uh, I also said sticky. Yeah. Because of syrup? No, no. I just said oh. sticky. I don't remember why. Oh. Okay. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? I just always want to be 100% comfortable all the time. Yeah. I'm going to go with too cold. Too cold. Got it. Great. Um, what's a word you always misspell? Calendar. Really? Never oh. once. Never once. Yeah. Never, yeah. never, ever because got it why? right. I don't know. C-A-L-A-N-D-E-R. Oh, is that never, right? Okay. No. no. <laughs> See? Calendar. Is it right? No. Yeah. Mine's it's never right. Disappointed. I, mm, mine's. I never know how many S's and P's and. Four of each. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Not quite. Okay. What is the last thing you searched on your phone? Yikes. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, you better go look at it. Gosh. What if it's something really bad? How can you tell? I have like a million things. Oh, I, uh, the last thing I searched was how to hide your birthday on Facebook. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Uh, how to hide your birthday on Facebook is yeah, the last there's a thing she searched. Wiki yeah. how, and there is, let me see how many steps. Uh, 10 steps to do it 
Um, how to do it. How to hide your birthday. Two me <laughs> steps. Do you want there's, me to go over it? Yeah, no. there's <laughs> ten. I do not understand how that could possibly mm-hmm. take ten steps. Okay, I'll go over it. <laughs> Just kidding. Instead of, why don't you answer this question? <laughs> okay. Would you rather live the no. same day for 365 days? Oh, like a freaking groundhog day? Or yeah. lose an entire year? Like, lose a year. Yeah. Losing a whole year. I also I said. I also said losing a year, and I said everyone can catch me up on what I missed. Yeah. Also, like <laughs> fine. we're gonna lose a lot of years at the end of our lives because so we'll whatever. die. And the planet's on fire, so we don't have much time. Yeah. And what if you pick a bad day? Yeah. Like the day where your car breaks down. Right. Okay, we got, let's do two more. Ken, I'm going to do number 26, and you should do number 30. Got it. Uh Uh-oh. If you could be an instant expert in something, what would it be? Sex. Nice. (laughs) Sex expert. Yeah. And the last question. Some say that I am. No. What do you think? No one has ever said that. What do you think you're much better at than what you actually are? Sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect yeah, answer. Yeah, it's a perfect, perfect answer. Also, most things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So good. What a ride. Well, <laughs> Jackie, where can people find you if you want them to find you? At home. Great. <laughs> if you guys want more information on Jacqueline Moltan. At 6472. Yeah. No, t- stop there. <laughs> Um, my social security number is <laughs> my uh, mother's maiden name yeah Kelly security questions <laughs> your mother's maiden name is Kelly <laughs> yeah that's a last like name like the bachelor oh I guess it is a last name yeah yeah, yeah. Deborah just... Sue Kelly yeah you can call her <laughs> De- whoa fact okay. check love it um, our moms have the same name I know I just yeah. realized that guys cute never Debbie you guys should have the my same mom name too. Debbie my mom is never Debbie. Deb? She's a never Debbie. Or <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to put that on the notes for this pod. Yeah, never Debbie. She's like a never a Debbie. Never nude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's a never Debbie. She's a never Debbie. <laughs> Always um, a Deborah, never a If you guys want to know more about Jackie since so she's shy, you can just email us at doingagood at gmail.com. Or find me at home. Or find me at home at my old apartment. Do you want to do the send off with us? Yeah. Yeah. All you Bye. have to do is all you have to do is we say we say our little spiel yeah. about the email here and then we're gonna say um then we're gonna spell calendar. We're gonna spell calendar. No one can spell calendar. <laughs> no one can no spell one. it. And then we're going to say we love you. Bye. Bye. But before ready? we do that, I just want to say thank you. Oh my gosh. For thank coming you. here. I'm really, I uh, could just listen to you talk about philosophy and ask you questions forever. Yeah, well, that's so, what she does. So it works great. out great. No, We've got a ever, lifetime of that ahead Never, of ever, a, ever asked me anything. So it's great. <laughs> okay. 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 We love you. Bye. Okay. So I love your enthusiasm, us. though. So we're going to be three, two, one. Uh, or learn more about Jackie or talk <laughs> yeah, to us or, or not. Or ask or whatever. for one of Jackie's poetry books. Yeah. Uh, you can email us doingagood at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at doingagood. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you review the podcast on iTunes, we will review you and it will be five stars. So that's get a good in deal. There. Yeah, that's a good yeah. deal. Okay, you guys. Okay, this is it. This is it. You ready? We love we you. We love, love you. you. Bye. Botched <laughs> it. Do you want to try it Bye. again? Bye. Okay, ready? Okay. One. We're gonna go. Two. Oh, it's gonna be, okay. I'm gonna say one, two, three. You can't do and a then, fake one. I'm gonna do one, two, three, and, and then, then we're gonna do it after three because I'm going to be saying three.
So it's three. One, two, three, go. We okay. love you. Goodbye. Yeah. There you go. One, two, <laughs> two three. three. We, we love, love you. you. Bye. <laughs> she can't. She can't do it. She's not Bye, you guys. We love you. Okay, we love you. <laughs> C-A-L-E-N. <laughs>